Okay, we're live. I think. Uh, let's hope that we're live, Carrie. Uh, yes. Sorry, guys. If you can see us, if you've been waiting, we've had some problems this morning. What What would be Kofefi without some technical without issues? some issues? So, um, well, I am on. Yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, I see. It looks like we are live. Yeah, no, okay. I think we're live. Uh, let me open up the chat. Okay. In case anyone hops into the chat. Uh, uh, oh, look, there we go. Mute. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, you guys, now you get to see the magic that goes into Good morning, Laura. <laughs> This is why we don't do Kofefi live. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh my always God. a problem. That was I don't it's like it's they make they want to make it really simple and then everything they do makes it not simple. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try and stay in the chat more today than I usually do since we're doing a party, right? Yeah, we're kind of okay. doing a party thing. I should turn this music down though. Huh? It's usually distracting for me but i'm gonna try and open that up plus i have a little tiny computer screen there you go nice drama laura says drama yeah i used to think it was just youtube that hated us now i think zoom hates us i think it's just incompetence i don't <laughs> think anyone uh, well i mean some people hate us but some people hate us <laughs> yeah we're not big enough to get the the level of hate that we deserve yet I, the level of hate that we deserve that's a good Someday. one Someday we'll get the hate. I, you know, I had a yesterday, I had a conversation with, um, I guess she's a Gen Zer. She's in high school. That's Gen Z, right? Mm-hmm. Um, daughter of a friend of mine, and uh, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this new generation. Uh, really? Tell me more. Well, I so I know her mom, and I expected her to be, uh, you know, very closed off to non-mainstream ideology. Basically, I expected her to be pretty bought into social justice and whatever. Um, and we didn't really get into social justice stuff, but we did talk about school. And I mean, we ended up talking about public school and versus private school. And I was making a case that there should be no such thing as public school. And I was like, totally went in expecting, you know, She's not even going to want to hear these arguments. It's going to be totally shut down. It's going to be very difficult. Um, but she asked really insightful questions and was like totally engaged in the conversation and didn't pull any kind of SJW, you don't care about people crap. Um, and uh, we ended up talking about what empathy means. And, you know, uh, we had like, she was open and I don't know where her, you know, what her decision was at the end of the time but uh i don't know she was rational and open to non-standard ideas and was using her brain to analyze them and try and decide what she thought right instead of what she's supposed to think so that uh, is um very encouraging and yeah. you know anecdotally that's like the fourth or fifth person now i've heard about from either from you, like from the child of a friend or a friend that talking about their child in generation yep. Z who is pushing back against the SJW stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very did, interesting. Did you see um, someone? So, 
Yeah. Did you watch the Soph video? I did. Uh, should we should we explain what Soph is, who Soph is first to anyone? Yeah. So uh, actually, Mandy, my friend Mandy, showed me one of her videos back when she was called Lieutenant something, and she started, she started making, as a gamer, right? Yeah, she was. She's like one of you know. There's a lot of there's all these different worlds on YouTube. There's the gamer world the kids who watch games and uh, do commentary over them. And she was a gamer, which got a pretty foul mouth. I think she started doing YouTube at like nine or 11. Yeah, this is, I'm just putting a picture of her up so people can see. Yeah. That's and so her she in, in a video here. So that's the recent video that's gotten a lot of attention. So she, she changed her name to soap. She started doing more political, basically like an, a lot of anti SJW commentary. Yeah. Buzzfeed just ran a hit piece on her. Um, they don't like, I mean, she uses foul language. <laughs> she uh, basically thumbs her nose at all of the conventions and rules you're supposed to follow. Uh, I've watched her. I watched that video you just linked and she's clearly a brilliant kid. Very smart. Um, she, I can't tell sometimes if she's like making fun of the taboos of what she's not allowed to make fun of, or if she's actually towing some kind of line. Yeah. To- yeah, so she'll she'll make so first of all, I think she you can't tell from the picture I put up very much, but when she's speaking, to me she's like a a fourteen year old girl version of Ben Shapiro, but smarter. Um who uses all the words the that Ben balls. Shapiro won't use. Yeah. She's like uh she's F- smarter and has bigger balls than Ben Shapiro, but she kind of looks a little bit like him as a fourteen year old if he were a fourteen year old girl. Um that, that's really funny. She does have his mouth, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but she's brilliant and, but she does. Yeah. Sometimes she'll say something like kill yourself or whatever. And it's like, I think she's, I think it's a not, I think it's like a joke that we don't get. I think it's like a, um, I don't think it's intended as actually she wants people to kill themselves. Um, no, it's like the shit talking that happens. Also, yeah, it's like shit talking plus gamer community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and you're not allowed like, to. Sorry, go ahead. Well, just know you're not allowed to use those. You're not allowed to talk that way anymore. And it's it's almost it's almost like I'm going to be as irreverent and break all the rules as, you know, as as many rules as possible just yeah. to pr- try and show you that the, you shouldn't have all these rules like. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, I don't, I don't a hundred percent know what all of her beliefs are, but I've only watched that like two videos, I believe. I watched but, um, the one that the Buzzfeed hit piece was on. Yeah. Uh, but so she, she wears this, I guess what's a chador, I guess. Is it, is it different than a cloak? Like a, it's different than a hijab. Anyway, it looks, it's uh, like a burqa, but without the face covering. Yeah. Okay. So she wears that. Um, and she accurately tears down a lot of the social justice ideology. She does a really great job of it. Um, yeah, she swears and, and stuff, but, um, it's weird to see these adults going after these kids freaking out that like these kids are on YouTube and like kind of, we need to protect you from yourself. It's so condescending. Um, and, and they feel like they need to protect kids from ideas, which is really strange. Um, 
Well, uh, well Paul Joseph Watson me. pointed out. Right. Yeah, Paul Joseph Watson pointed out on Twitter that if you he took two BuzzFeed he- headlines and put them side by side, and he's like, look at the way that BuzzFeed talks about this fourteen-year-old girl who is they they say a red pilling alt right, you know, racist. Yeah, they call her a far right foul mouthed red pilling star. <laughs> okay, and then look at the way they talk about the eleven-year-old drag queen kid. Right which is positively glowing. They just have this different, you know, completely different point of view, depending on what, what ideology the kid is backing, whether or not the kid is batching, backing their ideology. It's like, yeah. you know, they're suddenly concerned about children's well-being when it comes to this 14 year old. Um, I saw, I did watch part of, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched part of an interview where I wanted to see her when she wasn't doing a script. I watched yeah. part of her interviewing Count Dankula and the girl's, very smart. I mean, and funny. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're in the Bay area. Um, so that's shocking. Really, yeah. yeah she, well, I mean, actually it's not, it's not that shocking, right? Because, uh, it, it's, um, equal and opposite reactions, right? The, the, the hotbed for social justice is going to produce probably the most anti-social justice. Uh, that's probably true. Right. Um, I mean, because if she's in the Bay Area, uh, I mean, I think she has a medical condition and wasn't in school for a while. Probably why she's smart. Um, but I don't know. I imagine, you know, people around her in the Bay Area, I imagine school is pretty, pretty horrible. Um, and she gets hit with this social justice crap all the time. So, but she says that like she makes salient points. So the, the, the guy uh, in BuzzFeed who's dissing her, I won't even say, I won't say dissing her. That's a weak word to use. This guy who is going after a 14 year old girl whose ideology he doesn't like and trying to uh, shame her says he, he's saying, here's a quote that he uses. I don't want to play the whole video first, but he says, this is her quote. I've become a devout follower of the prophet Muhammad. Suffice to say, I've been having a fuck ton of fun. Of course, I get raped by my 40-year-old husband every so often. I have to worship a black cube to indirectly please an ancient Canaanite god. But at least I get to go to San Fran and stone the shit out of some gays. And the cops can't do anything about it because California is a crypto caliphate. (laughs) There's a lot in there. I mean, yes, it's edgy, but there's a lot of real... Criticism. Yeah, and actual criticism in there. Um, And, of course, this guy, Joseph Bernstein doesn't bother to unpack it or to talk about like what she's really getting right. Maybe she's being edgy, but gee, mm, these are some problems maybe we should talk about or they're this. Yeah. It turns out Islam, mm, it's kind of not a great ideology. Maybe it needs a reformation. Maybe we should talk about that, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Prophet Muhammad was a pedophile. Make, maybe we should address that directly. Um, yeah. They do stone and, and, punish physically punish gays all around the world so it's just a weird um not weird it's a uh i I think i use the word weird lately just to be lazy intellectually it's so i I won't say that it's a dishonest attempt to shame this girl without taking on without taking her ideas seriously they've just painted her as you know here she is, a crazy foul-mouthed, like they would ever use the word foul-mouthed for anyone else ever. For right? Desmond is amazing, no. Yeah, it's fa- she's, but she's foul-mouthed, 
Um, so they use the word foul mouthed and they act like she's this big threat because she's red pilling people, which red pill actually isn't a problem. Uh, I mean, metaphorically, red pill shouldn't be an insult. Um, but well, it depends. People, it, I, I just want to clarify for anybody listening. Community being no, 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 not just that. The, not just that. It's used in different contexts. So anybody listening, no, I've heard red pill. It can mean any number of things. So I don't want to just blanket be like, it's no problem. I've heard people use red pill just to mean like from, from like I did waking up and realizing what was wrong with SJW ideology all the way over to, they call someone becoming a friggin alt-right member or whatever red pill. So it, it, I never know when somebody uses that term. But my point is, my point is it's a, it's a ideologically neutral metaphor. Right. It's just textual metaphor. So red pilling is not a it's like saying, oh, she taught you stuff. Yes, that could be propaganda or real. It's a. I don't know, I, I think. I don't I don't know. So th why say that she's red pilling? They're trying to say that I think they're trying to use the alt right paintbrush with red pilling. That's what I mean. I think they're trying to use the very extreme or whatever version of red pilling. Like whenever somebody uses that term, I always ask them, what do they mean? What about, what is the person being red pilled to? What are they waking up to? Because they can mean any number of things. And then if I'm talking with them, like we mean the same thing, okay, I was red pilled. And they're like, oh, you're a white nationalist now. No, <laughs> it's not the way I was using it. So, yeah. um, yeah, she's she's uh, she's really entertaining. I will say for any of our followers who haven't seen her, you should at least check her out because they're making a big stink about her. But um, yeah, go uh, comment on her videos because the uh, YouTube other underlying algorithm, if you comment on her videos and our videos, they don't allow you to comment on her videos. No, they don't. No. No. <laughs> of course they don't. Yeah. Uh, they took they away. Don't. They took away all commenting function on her videos. My uh, my wife just walked in the room to celebrate our yay, uh, uh, and she's you're wearing like all white against a white back. Hold on, let me see if I can. Uh... Oh, wait, you probably... she said she's a white supremacist, which will be funny. <laughs> okay, uh, Carrie, can you hear? Talk, Diane. Can I'm here? Can you hear me? Hello, Diane. I can hear you, but hey. I can't see you yet. I can't see. There anything. you are. <laughs> yeah, you're, you have to look. At, you, have, you have to look towards me. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a monitor for myself. Oh, here. You can see what you. Uh oh, I think I just knocked no. out your video. I think you just turned her off. Yeah, I'm. I'm a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, just turn me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. I like. I like the white on white background. It's real classy. It's like a. When we had Megan Murphy on the show, she was wearing white like that, like all classy with the white background. Thank you. For <laughs> <here>. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to you have anything to talk about uh, with respect to um, the uh... congratulations? <laughs> Yay! That's a cue for me. <laughs> I, I, I didn't actually mean that. What I meant was, uh, do you have anything about uh social justice stuff or anything that you wanna any stories you want to tell uh yeah i mean i told you this last week i was having um lunch with a few friends so one of them used to work at facebook one of them used to work at linkedin um 
they all quit and started their own company right now. Uh, so we're at this. Uh, so I have a podcast show talking about how um, Chinese people, they can kind of navigate around, like go overseas and es- establish their business uh, in U.S. or somewhere else. So one show is we're talking about what's the culture and the hiring differences. Uh, so some of those uh, friends are telling me a lot of horrible, horrible, also funny stories. <laughs> oh, is this uh, is this um, the stuff you're not allowed to say or ask candidates? Yeah, so so one of my uh, friend, he's engineer, uh, used to be at Facebook, and then uh, he's kind of like on the hiring process. When the, the the candidate is like done with programming and stuff, he's like, oh, drive safe and have a nice way back and stuff like that. <laughs> and then the HR shadowing him is like, you can't say that. Like, you can't. You can't assume- wait. You can't say to wait. drive. Yeah, he said, uh, the HR says you can't assume people has car. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can potentially sue you and then we'll be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just trying I was just trying to be funny and uh, you can't say like have a nice way back. How, how you, they just assume you just assume them have legs. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most funny thing is the other friend who used to work at LinkedIn, he just started to talk about there used uh, uh there was one time and there's a candidate that doesn't have arms come in for a programmer uh, job interview. And then he was trying to ask like, how, how can you program? But that's not allowed to, to, to ask. And he should say, um, how can we help you to program? <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, I'm just really curious. How did that person program? I mean, like uh, being handicapped is tragedy, but um how, how did they program? He's like, no, I would never know. Uh, but he got hired. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I just have some questions, Diane. <laughs> Ask your question. <laughs> so is this just in the hiring process or do they also like, is it really hard to have conversations at some of these workplaces because everybody's so concerned about how they're phrasing things? So uh, as not to offend? Work in those like a big advertising companies. Uh, I mean, in the VC industry, so it's kind of like everyone just assumed that like everyone's like social justice warrior, everyone's like Trump hater, everyone just like uh, on the left. So they just assume that and they make fun and make jokes on that. Uh, and then, yeah, sometimes I'm just trying to avoid because. Uh, apparently I'm an like, immigrant and then like I'm a Chinese. So most of the time I'm just like, say whatever I want and nobody will give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a woman. You can throw down three cards. So they, they can't, they can't like say anything bad to me. And uh, I mean, they will be like, you're just, just, this woman doesn't understand U.S. politics. She's just stupid. <laughs> I think it's not just, I think it's anyone who disagrees with social justice is stupid and doesn't understand. That's the. So, well, uh, but you're safe. You're more. Well, safe. I was debating with what's his, what's her name, uh, Nicole something Shenanigan or something. So she's the Sergey's uh, girlfriend. Well, they they just had a baby, so oh, they they are okay. probably married. I don't know. Yeah, so she is kind of like this. Um, uh, she's like a Chinese and white mix. I think she's very pretty. Uh, so we were at this uh tech conference, like woman in tech conference, which is like. Uh, uh, I got invited by one of my friends. 
and then on stage and she's like oh we're um we're just so so privileged so for next step we just need like universal basic income ubi that's the ultimate like solution for all the human suffering and stuff so i just start arguing with them on stage like from a china a communist country i clearly see that doesn't work and then she just say oh you're you're misunder you're you're confusing like communism and socialism and blah 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 and <laughs> that's my favorite wow. argument you're confusing these two shades of red <laughs> wow yeah so they just feel so i don't know i don't know i think that kind of like get me this impression they're so entitled and they're just like oh we're just like so like love everyone and this is how we can contribute and then which is like they don't know shit how the society works they're just lazy intellectual laziness it's kind of condescending too right because it's uh i mean there definitely is i know outside of silicon valley people have this uh idea that there's like the silicon valley elite and they're and they view themselves as special and condescending and that's true uh and and but they're not self-aware that that's what they're doing uh, they just think that they're smarter than everyone else. So they've conflated um, financial success with intelligence. Um, and they think that because they're they're and, and many of them are very intelligent, but they think that because they're very intelligent in one particular area, that means therefore they understand everything about everything. And so um, they might be really, really good at programming or math and then assume, oh, um, therefore, because I'm the one of the best people in the world at this particular thing I'm doing, my opinion about everything is therefore better than everyone else's opinion about everything. And and if I could just run the world, right? That's why she's like, well, you don't understand UBI. You just don't understand the difference between communism and socialism, little girl, right? Um, trust me, though, I'm Sergey Brin's, you know, baby mama. I understand. <laughs> the other thing is that it's, it's, this is another example of their hypocrisy because they say that SJWs believe that experience is authority, except when you don't agree with the, the ideology. So, oh, a- yeah, they're always like, like you actually grew up in communist China. So if you were agreeing with them, they would be like, nobody can disagree with her. She's experienced, the, you know, like this is her experience. And that's that's key. That's that's the number She's, one thing. Oh, my mom, like from China, like she moved here, which is like she, not her, <laughs> right. but she's still trying to kind of like somehow trying to relate to me and then trying to say that she's like kind of relevant. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it just made her look more yeah. stupid. Yeah. It also assumes that like, you know, I mean, I guess, Carrie, as you're saying, uh, it conflates experience with an argument, right? I mean, there's lots of people from China and they disagree with each other about the value of communism, I'm sure, <laughs> and socialism. They have a wide variety of opinions, just like people from anywhere. So, um, But it's like all of their rules. All of their rules have the caveat of this is the rule as long as you agree with our ideology. Like, like you can't disagree with someone who has more marginalized boxes than you unless they don't agree with the ideology. <laughs> you know, that's like all those rules that just don't apply if right. you don't fall in line. But yeah. but you can bet your bottom that if Diane was up there agreeing with them, they would point to the fact, Diane, that you lived there to be like, look, see, no one can say anything. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, do you think uh, I, so I guess we talk about this a little bit, uh, Diane, but um, 
my contention is Silicon Valley's dead and living on borrowed time and they just don't know it. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> so yes. one of my- uh, okay. Don't uh, out him as being related to us because he'll lose all of his funding and uh, he doesn't even agree with us. He doesn't even agree with so, me. So, but yeah. he, he is more like Silicon Valley just filled with people who are kind of like transform babies or people who think they're cool and then they just kind of chase whatever they think they're here, it, it is here. And then whatever may say come back Silicon kind of Valley, like those nerds and engineers who want to build crazy, interesting stuff. Those people are kind of like oust, like outcasted. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. So even he thinks like Silicon Valley is not as cool as before. It just kind of becoming like a big fat, like bro-y. Yeah, no, it is. Thing. It's it's junior right. high school all over again. In fact, um, another friend of ours who I will rename, he'll be nameless, but he's, you'll, you'll know him as soon as I start talking about him. Uh, he, um, he was in, he was, uh, he's a little bit older than me and he was in Silicon Valley kind of, uh, in the, I guess, late eighties and nineties, um, uh, originally. And so he, he helped build companies and take them public. And like, he's, he's, you know, done the entrepreneurial arc, uh, you know, very, very uh, successful and well-seasoned executive in Silicon Valley tech, done a lot of stuff. And uh, he kind of bowed out of the scene for about a decade due to family uh, issues. And so was kind of, you know, hole up raising his family and, and not really paying attention to tech. And he's recently started to come back. And he and I talk about, um, just what we see at the startup level from like pitch competitions and stuff. And, and, and we're not just competitions, just pitches and, and startups generally, it used to be about building product um, and building your product and demonstrating that your product had value to people was very important, obviously. And it was very product focused. Um, and over time in Silicon Valley, it has shifted to um, not really being about product. It's much more about hype and and how much buzz you can generate about something and i think that actually has trickled all the way to like later stage companies even uh, a lot of vcs i don't think they really really care about whether you're building long-term value what they care about is whether um you can keep the farce going long enough to ipo and make money off of it and and as and i think until the public markets wake up and start rejecting some of these companies um, that's going to keep, uh, that's going to just keep happening. I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts? You're more in the venture world than I am. <laughs> it's, it's more like cycles. I mean, uh, we have like so many, so many IPO for the past couple of weeks. Right. But there are companies doing well, like well, the, the company we're, we're using Zoom, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. and then, but despite uh, their technical issues, <laughs> but, but they're, they're, they're good. But, um, but Uber yesterday is kind of dropped below the IPO price. So it's still at the end of the day, everyone will vote by, Oh, I love this product. I think they have a like kind of long-term future. I think it's, I mean, I don't want to give too much kind of like, 
oh, this is the whole culture influence that and blah, blah, blah. But the market has its own correction. To yeah, but it's a longer course. term correction, right? Because we don't even know, we don't really know what Zoom's long-term value is because I'm sure there's a lockup period for shareholders. So we're not really in actual trading of shares of Zoom in the open market yet, right? Um, it'll be another year before we really know. I assume, you know, I don't know what the lockup periods are, but I assume we really won't know where the stock price settles um, for a while. And same with Uber. Um, I don't know. And I, I feel like I know you like Tesla, but I feel like Tesla is another example of like an overhyped, overvalued company that uh, doesn't they, actually they isn't worth its. Market, but he, he fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different story. I mean, some of the company, when you're using their product, you love the product, you think this company, the founder at its core has some vision and I wanted to do this well. That's different than a company just raised a bunch of money and then never intend to do anything. There's that, a lot fair. of, <laughs> right. There's a lot of company like that in China and they kind of just want to do everything. Yeah. yeah. And they crash and burn, of course. Right. But they're like Tesla or Zoom. They're actually, their product is like amazing. Before that, I don't like any of those like substitutes. Right. So that's why I believe in it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, uh, Gary, we, we turned it into like away a, in Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm enjoying listening. Although, you know, some of this is Greek to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, certainly, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Diane, but I, I think I think it seems like we kind of agree that at least uh, a cultural shift in Silicon Valley, which is unhealthy for the entrepreneurial world. Uh, no. I mean, it's California. So if people move in here and then they, they really hate it and they move out, like some of my portfolio, they just don't like it anymore and then just move out and then like go build their company somewhere else in peace. Right. You don't have to build your company. That's the other thing. You don't have to build your company here as much as you used to. Right. It doesn't matter. You can yeah. Be so they, they're worried about like kind of the environment here. But most of the people, they just kind of head down and they don't want to kind of too much worry about the things until they're like maybe a bigger company and a lot of people trying to kind of like pressure you into things. But before that, a, a lot of those people, they're just, well, I'm just going to keep my hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the um, outcasts, well, some of the outcasts seem to come to Austin. Like the Gab, the Gab guy came here. Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely, um, I don't know. There's definitely a culture in, there's definitely a, a, um, there's definitely a culture of caring about perception more than there used to be in Silicon Valley. Like there was the kind of the traditional, um, you know, people would say, oh, this is where nerds go to like make money and be successful. And um, I guess nerds feel like outcasted. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I think this is really where like, did you see the, um, what was that documentary that we saw about that festival? Um, a fire fire festival fire yeah it's people <clears throat> like that there's a lot of people like that and and actually when we saw that documentary Diane remember our our reaction was like he's not really that different than most <laughs> founders we know like this is not faking until you make it that's everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did he get away with Practice. it yeah yeah like but like I feel like we know a lot of people who did that and like it barely worked and now they're rich yeah, I mean, we, we, we 
this fundamental thing you don't lie about things right but you try but a lot of people here do lie about things i i think there's still a line like between like there you are be. actually like conning investor for money or you're like oh we want to build this this is my vision there's still like very fine line not not fine line very clear line between the two yeah well i hope uh, uh well so i have an observation i have one word for you <laughs> there there's law liars scam artists Sorry, Gary, what are you trying to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think part of it, th this is me knowing nothing about your world, but is it talking about the people like leaving or there being um, uh, people aren't taking risks or or whatever? Is Would you say some of that is because of this SJW culture that we're talking about before? Because I've seen that in every other, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about to some degree, I don't think it matters whether you're talking about Silicon Valley or like the comedy world that I was in. Once this belief system moves in, then people start worshiping it and it becomes it becomes this self-censorship thing, you know, where you have to, it's more about being cool, like you said, cool. And it's more about what people think of you. And actually to take it back to that, the soap video that we started with, that little girl, um, she said that in that that video that, that, uh, that you put up, the picture, uh, the one where she's dressed in... Uh, in the burqa, um, yeah. she basically was calling out this idea that like the only reason people self-censor and that this SJW bully stuff exists and works is because people are afraid of not being popular. <laughs> it's like a middle school, total middle school thing. They want to be in the cool kid group. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, bad philosophy pretty much influences everything. Like from your car going to get broken into on the street in the city of San Francisco on like monthly basis to like for being an investor or being a startup you need to know people for people to like you to get invested and just like that influences everywhere and then all the homeless people on the street and then ask you for 20 bucks like a minimum they're just everywhere like, at the end of the day they will be like 20 dollars oh. yeah they're they're they, <laughs> the prices uh, of the drug yeah. is very high probably <laughs> so yeah in san francisco it's like uh I, you know i'm do you have a few do you have a few extra thousand dollars for lunch you got, wow some elite homeless <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like every everything and then people were just like why am i even here or just a combination of horrible things they're just i'm gonna fucking leave it here yeah well, I mean, to some extent, there's also people that are just kind of either leaving um, Silicon Valley and staying in tech or just opting out. Like, I mean, I'll put myself in the category. You, you and I uh, had this conversation before I started Unsafe Space, but, you know, I, I had a choice to make at one point where I could go back into tech and I could go try and get a job at Google or start another company. No, you will not get a good job. Well, well, because of my online presence, that's why I wouldn't get a job at Google, right? So that was, we just like, okay, so I can like scrub who I am and shut the hell up um, and like stay in the tech world, which I love. I mean, I grew up in the tech world. I, um, I, uh, I was, was pretty deep in it. Um, and, and had some success in the tech world. And I could have stayed in the tech world and done the next thing, either by going to work for a big company or by just trying to start another thing and, and get funding and that kind of thing. But 
you know, when we talked about it, it was pretty clear that I would have to scrub my personal beliefs from the internet um, and then and then shut the hell up, which was not the case 20 years ago when I moved here. Um, and, uh, you know, I made the decision that I, I can't do that. So I guess I mean, I'm, I'm just going to have to double down with putting my beliefs online more. Uh, but I mean, same thing. I, uh, you know, you guys kind of know my story, but yeah, I had to make like, I, I can't go back into the, what I was doing before very easily. You have to build it from scratch. You know, like if we get to a point where we've built something that people want to help fund and support, then I would love, you and I have talked about this, love to do comedy stuff, produce comedy stuff again, um, but not from the SJW angle that I used to. Um, but, you know, I had to, I burned all those bridges. It was a very like, you look at it, you know what's going to happen, you know what the worst case scenario is, but I think, I think it was Jordan Peterson I heard say this once, that the consequences of remaining quiet, you reach a point where the consequences of remaining quiet outweigh the consequences of speaking. And so I just was like, I can't. But yeah. What'd you say? The other way around, I think you meant. So being uh, outspoken is more important? Or? The consequences of remaining quiet are not, are, are too- Are worse, are worse than the consequences of speaking. Oh yeah, okay, so maybe I- Yeah. Yeah, they are. because <laughs> because it got to a point where I just um, couldn't live with myself if yeah. I was, yeah, if I didn't speak against it. And so, yeah. And then and then I don't want to get you, you know, this story just for our viewers, though, just to, I'll give just the bare bones version. Um, I've been working for a friend for a little while doing something that's kind of low key and uh, just lost that job because I'm not the same person that I was when they knew me or met me. The wrong person. Carrie. I voted for, I actually was told this. Um, if they find out, this is from a friend of a friend who worked with me or a friend who's, anyway, we're all in the same, but if they find out that you didn't vote for Beto, you will be fired. <laughs> and they find out. And they did. And I did not take it seriously at the time. I was kind of laughing about it. I mean, I knew there was some seriousness in it. But I was really like, I can't believe that that would be enough, even though I'd lost a lot of friends and entertainment and everything, you know, but in the past few months, I've been a lot more open with our um, sharing our videos publicly mm -hmm. and even putting some public stuff on like some kind of political stuff on my um, Instagram, which I'd never done before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let, let go was told there was no reason, but like, I know the reason it's like, you don't. You don't like they. She actually one of them said, "I thought you were cool." <laughs> right. I'm like that. I'm not cool anymore. Like I'm totally uncool. So, um, anyway, we're living in a very weird, a weird time and place where I'm using that word weird again. It's intellectually dishonest, but uh, but we're living in a very dishonest. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, intellectually lazy. Um, yeah. No. Sometimes it's okay though. That's why swearing is also lazy. But I do a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, um, and then uh, actually, I don't want to ramble too much, but just two other, we, you know, we talked to that comedian, Josh Denny, who lost jobs because of his beliefs. Um, our friend, Mike Carlo, Mikey, who's been on the show before, just yeah. got turned down for a writing job. And they actually put in their rejection letter, you're a very talented writer, but we, we saw your Twitter feed and some of your, and they, they referenced a joke that he had made about a democratic politician. 
And we don't think you will fit in with our inclusive environment. So I'm just saying all this because it's like, that's the best line. (laughs) You won't fit in with our inclusive environment. Uh, (laughs) We're so incredibly inclusive. Yeah. But I know people that don't believe that it's like this. That's the only reason I'm saying it. I know I have some, some friends who are kind of concerned trolley, you know, and they're like, Oh, it's not that bad. And you, you, I'm like, "Mm." Well, so we talked about this, right? You had a friend, I, we won't, I, let's, we'll leave out specifics, but you had someone who's like, why, you know, why are you focusing on this stuff, right? It's not that bad. You could be focusing on other stuff. And it's like, but the other stuff that they're doing was, you know, superficial crap. Not that I don't like entertainment and other stuff, but it's like, yeah, but this matters. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could go, we could go build an app so that you like can get your food faster in a restaurant by you know, skipping ahead in line or whatever that fuck next big exciting thing is in Silicon Valley. Or we could try and save Western civilization by defending the freedom of speech. Like, which do you want to talk about and spend your time doing? Uh, to me, it's just like a no brainer. I have an update on that friend just real quick. Oh, okay. So when he was, I was going to send this to you yesterday. Have I forgot. <laughs> no, but what we were talking about privately, I think we were on the right track because it's like, why would somebody who is concerned about this PC SJW culture why would they publicly concern troll in that way or what, you know, like oh, that's right. you and I had a conversation about like why I thought he was doing it. Right. Right. And, and you were saying there's a degree of cowardice there of like, um, I see that you're not afraid to talk about these things, but I am. Right. And therefore I have to kind of try and make what you're doing seem extreme or over the top. So yesterday he shared something, poor guy. He, uh, he shared something that was like, uh, you know, me, I have opinions on entertainment pieces and I express them. And then he's like, then I log into social media and I see those same um, things being criticized by smart people. And I immediately realize that my opinions are dumb or wrong. And he's like, does anybody, does this happen to anyone else? It happens to me on a daily basis. And then one of his friends is like, no, because I don't care what other people think. It doesn't, it, you know, I'm pretty secure in my opinions. And this friend goes, well, I'm not. Like, he's like, I'm not, I don't have, it's exactly what we talked about. It's like, this guy is struggling with self, um, with fear and with self doubt. And so I, anyway, I think that was just kind of very telling it. Like it made me feel bad for him, but it also was like, yeah, you need to get over whatever your fear thing is. And you need on safe space, safe <laughs> space. Right. All right. Yeah. Right. The, thanks for pitching the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, actually, you could get into this gets into why I think philosophy is important. And um, and actually, I mean, I'm not religious, but this is why religion is uh, uh, better than this kind of secondhanded uh, ad hoc grab your values from television or wherever they are around you in culture. We, we've got, uh, you know, we've got. Um, I don't want to say this. Your opinion should be rooted in a an integrated system of beliefs that that has a foundation that you understand philosophically and can defend. And so when a new thing comes in, you don't have to evaluate it from scratch. You can look at how it fits into your ex- existing system of beliefs, which you already know how to defend because you've thought about it and you've chosen it consciously. And you can figure out like, oh, 
does this look like it's a clash? And if it is, you can identify it very quickly where the clash is and what's wrong with it. Or if it's not, you can figure out how it integrates relatively easily. Um, but if you don't have an integrated system, right? If you don't have, uh, if you haven't consciously chosen your values and why you believe what you believe and you're just grabbing at things randomly, then every single little political thing or every single um, cultural uh, controversy seems disconnected and it's overwhelming because it's like, what do I think about that? Well, what do I think about that? Like, and you know, it's, of course you can't possibly think about all of those things independently in a vacuum and, and, and they're interdependent and all these other things like no one can, but that's why we have principled thought and to, and like systematize things. And that's why logic is a hierarchy, right? That's why you have, you know, concepts build upon one another. So if something comes in and threatens a foundational concept, you can be like, well, no, I already know this foundational concept is true. So anything that contravenes that concept, I can reject because I know that foundational concept is true. But that's um, also why ideologies like, like crazy ideologies, like, like SJW beliefs are popular because well, you don't have I, to evaluate each thing. Yeah, right? no, but, I think, but that, of course, that's why they're popular. And, and, but, but my point is humans need that. Humans right. can't possibly, you need systematized thinking. And so an ideology is systematized thinking with premises that are contradictory and unchecked, right? So what you need is systematized thinking with premises that are not contradictory and are checked. And if someone comes in and challenges one of those, you need to be able to defend it or, or not, right? And, and then change. But, you know, SJWs won't, they won't let those premises be challenged and they refuse to see contradictions, right? So, yeah. um, I don't know where, why, where that came from. Well, we were just kind of rambling. I just want to say the, uh, there's a, more people in the chat now. And for those who just joined, you may not know, but uh, Carter's wife, Diane, is here with us. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me put the camera back on you. <laughs> Cameras back. <laughs> Does it? I, should we do a Q and A since we have people here? Does anybody have guess, any questions? By the way, creators, welcome through creators. You guys had uh, carry on, um, and you're in the chat. Oh and, yeah. And um, and I agree with you. Carry is the worst for not voting for Beto because he does look very cool standing on tables. <laughs> he rolls his sleeves up and stands on tables. Uh, that's when he's. That's when he's clearly the, the most, most presidential. <laughs> Wait, what? I said most charming. Yeah, he's most charming. He's most, that's when he's most presidential. Um. Wait, can I say one quick thing to three creators? He just said she was horrible. He's talking about me on his show. This same <laughs> guy, every time I post a picture of a doggy like this one, look, he's like disgusting. He always comments, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, let's see who yeah, else is there. I'm sure, she was horrible. I actually watched that show. She was she was gross and gross. Uh, yeah, I think I think you guys mopped the floor with her. Um, <laughs> so who has to listen to Carrie? What you were gonna say? You, there's more people in chat. Carrie, did you want to? What did you want to do? You had an idea that I derailed. Oh, I was just gonna say since we had we're we're celebrating our one hundredth episode of Unsafe Space, so we're doing Kafefe Live, even though you guys got to experience our tech problems in real time. That's um, part of Kafefe. That's <laughs> part of Kafefe. But since you're there, if anybody has any questions, we'll do like why don't we interact with the chat more? I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe our chat's not that interactive. I mean, it's not like we have millions of people. We need those trolls back from uh, the Josh <laughs> Dennis meters. Uh, uh, I don't know, but so it turns out, actually, maybe not everyone knows the story. Carrie and I figured it out afterwards. Okay. So we did the deprogrammed a couple weeks ago with Josh Denny. And uh, okay, Laura, I'll ask her in a minute. Um, anyway, we we uh, we did this deprogrammed show with Josh Denny, and um, unbeknownst to us, there's some. I guess he had a falling out with this other quote comedian. I don't even know, if, whatever, some other comedian dude. Uh, and Josh had told him this fake story, and because I guess Josh thought he was annoying. And so kind of tried to kind of troll him with a fake story and then admitted later that he made it up and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they had a falling out. This guy has uh, what looks like a kind of radio show kind of thing in, I think, Chicago. Is that right? Um, I don't know. And yeah. he had his whole audience. His audience is big. I mean, we're a tiny, shitty little YouTube channel. And <laughs> thanks, Nicole. <laughs> his audience is big. And um, they he like planned hey, this guy, Josh Denny, is going to be on this thing called Deprogrammed. And he and his audience were sitting there. They, they live streamed for like three or four hours that day. And the beginning, they were waiting for our show to start. And then when our show started, he had like all his, all the people's like, go in and troll them and blah, blah, blah. And he was like intentionally, they were watching our show live, uh, <laughs> trolling us, trying to like get at Josh Denny because they hate Josh Denny. And so- that's why that chat was totally crazy that day. There, there was like another show observing us, a much bigger show observing us and sending its trolls. And I don't know if you've got this, Carrie, but I got a few emails and Facebook messages from trolls afterwards, like being contrite. Like, I'm so sorry, but, you know, Josh really is a bad guy. I'm I so got sorry. one, yeah. I'm sorry, we're <laughs> trolls. I'm like, you know what? If you have a position to make, like, that's the worst possible way to get me to agree with you is to, like, jump in as a troll and just start a bunch of shit and use ad hominem all over the place. Like now I don't care what you have to say. And your opinion of Josh being a bad guy makes me like Josh more because you're a horrible person. So uh, like, it's just, it totally backfired on them. Uh, but uh, they totally did. They did jump in the chat and create a bunch of. Uh, I did. I didn't watch uh, them during the chat. Cause like I said, it's hard for me to watch the chat and do a video. I get really distracted either, but, but I read it after and uh, watched some of their live stream of us. And it just, I, I actually found it very entertaining. I was laughing a lot um, because yeah. they're so, because yeah, they were great tro trolls, Nicole. They were, <laughs> they, they, um, their, their, their attempted trolling was like a elementary school kids. It's kind of funny. They were like making fun of the way we looked. And then, and then the host would tell them like to go in on our confidence or something and, and tell, and so they were saying stuff like, Carrie, you're, Carrie, you're losing it. Your show's going to fail after this. You're losing it because you're not grilling him. And I was, I was reading this after the fact going, what do they, what do they think our show is about? Like, it's not about grilling people. We're, we're we have a specific deprogrammed is about SJW ideology. That's what we're there to talk about. But, um, and then they were also saying by this guy who was like, now, you know, cause at first he was like, so be nice to them at first and do this. Okay. Now do this. And like, that's where those comments were coming from. He was direct. He was like, he was the he was conductor. Telling them. Right. But my favorite thing he told them to say, which they said a few times was like, uh, you know, you're, you're going to fail. You're going to crash and burn. And then uh, you're going to lose, you're going to lose all your money or something or like all the 
advertiser money or whatever. And I was like, we don't have any money. <laughs> what? What? Uh, There's money. <laughs> There's money to be to be lost. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, let's ask. There's questions for Diane. I know you guys were pretty yeah, angry I, about it. Yeah, I, I was annoyed. I, I was actually annoyed by it because I had to turn. I like looking at the chat. I don't do. I don't focus on it too much. But I had the chat on. I had to turn it off eventually because it was just. I couldn't. I couldn't pay attention to anything that was going on. And I realized I was too consumed with trying to pay attention to the chat than have a conversation with Josh. And so. Um, after about five or 10 minutes of the chat, I just killed it. Um, but I was blessedly ignorant. Yeah. So Laura, Laura wants to hear your immigration story, Diane. Can you, do you have an immigration story? I don't have a story. Like, uh, I come here as a student on a student visa, uh, uh, for MBA. And then I, after that, I just, uh, had a job was applied to H1B for the first year and didn't got a lottery. I'm not sure you guys know about H1B. H1B is just this uh, job visa thing. You have to have the company to sponsor it. And then there's like, uh, I think 80,000 uh, quota per year. But uh, pretty much on the good years, you there's like a th maybe uh, 200 something thousand people apply for it. So they don't even look at your how good you are, how, how is your application slide? They just throw away the rest. Uh, and then they have- It's just random. Yeah, it's just random. So it's just pure based on luck. And then I'm sure a lot of people has, all those people, 80 people, they have to have a graduate degree or uh, more undergraduate degree. Uh, so the rest of it just thrown away and then you have to just maybe reapply. If you're lucky, you can stay in the country for, for longer to cover that whole year. Uh, if not, you just have to go back. So the first year I didn't get it, uh, but I was lucky. I was like, um, I got a program uh, school so I can kind of just pull because I was doing my own startup by then. So I got a school that could sponsor my going part-time to school. And then the second, second year I actually uh, made it. Uh, ever since that, I was trying to, um, apply for a green car and then uh, through the job, but I was switching job back and forth. I don't want to get, I don't know. So the whole process really kind of constraining. You can't do whatever, like I can't, I cannot start a company, uh, say I cannot uh, accept salary from my own company if I don't have a Or you can start a my... company, but you can't pay yes, yourself? Yes, I can, I can start a company, but I can't pay myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right uh yeah so it's just like for entrepreneurs who are coming from like outside of the u.s it's really hard that's why everyone like for for like chinese community everyone's like so excited about zoom because the founder he's like immigrant came here came in the u.s like in the in the like 90s he applied the um i don't remember which visa category he was in um he applied eight times got rejected the ninth time they did it he did it Jesus. wow so they just keep away the u.s immigration keep away a lot of like good talented hard-working people and make the process horrible and horrible and just like kind of i think that's kind of like a slavery for people who are kind of have a creative mind want to do something i bet if you promise to vote democrat they'll let you in 
<laughs> can't vote <laughs> unless a fake <laughs> go didn't we talk about there's like a lot of like fake democrat voters <laughs> you can just go vote. yeah yeah that's a different story yeah so the i don't know what else uh to answer this is my so that's immigration your... history <laughs> yeah it is i mean it's weird because there's uh you know you'd think you would want people who start companies and therefore create jobs uh but but actually it's it's quite hard to be an immigrant entrepreneur um but apparently but it's easy to come across the southern border so it's easy to do things illegally that's the problem it's easy to do things illegally but if you want to do them legally as an upstanding person and go through the process uh it's difficult so there is an immigration issue it does we do need immigration reform absolutely that's but. what they want gun laws to be like very hard to get legally yes. yeah. yeah very but. easy to get illegally yeah yeah so uh i don't know anything else we need to talk about i i i, I do uh i feel like we almost talked about i don't know are we done talking about soph because i really i i like soph uh why don't we cue her up for tomorrow like just a little bit of it yeah I mean, what do you mean cue her up for tomorrow you want me to play well, her i'd like to play a specific clip i'm thinking of but we'd have to find it and we don't we can't Tell edit what it is oh no i mean it's in that video i just have to find the time code because that's an 18 minute video oh yeah that's true but here wait i mean we can we can look it's live we're supposed to be coffeefied out okay so it's on. towards the end it's the part where she's talking about um she's like millennials grew up or maybe she's like boomers grew up anyway grew up watching seinfeld or something like that and now they they watch msnbc brothers and sisters okay. i come to you today to atone before a lot i don't know if my go, to, uh, go, go towards the end verbal abuse against the sorry say that go towards the end are the levels bad or are they good you can hear her I, we can hear her. Can the chat hear her? Innocent people of Islam will make sense. Their only mission is the song. They're worded with the intent of pandering to as many people as possible. They'll avoid saying anything and everything that is even slightly inconvenient or controversial because to them, not being popular is like being dead. That is why disagreeable people, those who haven't been demoralized and covered with a thick coating of apathetic depersonalization, are seen as Satan. If you say what you think whenever you feel like it, instead of enslaving yourself to your PR and spending hours meditating on whether or not to tweet out a gay joke, you must be forcefully assimilated into the collective of dishonest puppetmen. You must worship the image alongside them, or else you're an enemy. And when surfaces do use arguments beyond bland accusations, they shroud their criticisms in faux concern to pretend that what they're doing is a rescue mission to save you from the big bad ideological wolf, rather than an effort to dehumanize and brainwash you. Since they don't have even one millionth of the balls that evil people of the past had, they sidestep... <laughs> 
of actual conflict and prefer instead to portray themselves as your worried mother. Whereas the evil of the past was Genghis Khan on a horse accompanied by a horde of Mongols invading your village, the evil of today exclaims yikes and that's the T in order to evoke feelings of inadequacy in you. They're also the same dudes who regard traditional notions of masculinity as toxic, so of course they're going to prance around like little girls all day if they want to fulfill their ideological duty. Because they're usually both physical and mental weaklings, they were never able to compete in the male hierarchy. This inevitably led them to behave as women do, and instead of direct aggression, they engage in manipulation. This becomes even more pithy when you know how to does differently between... It's, this is like, it's it's pretty brilliant. It is. Uh, she also like any again. With I'm going to say with a caveat, she also throws in these insults, like she says, "Die faggot," you know, "Kill yourself faggot." She says stuff like this in there that if you're not used to the gamer culture, I guess if you're not used to hearing these kind of um, insults, she does. I don't like you said. She doesn't mean that literally. It's a very oh. It's a thing that you're not allowed to say. Right, that's why they say it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Quite interesting. Interesting video. By the way, was there any other news we should have talked about today? Because we basically just talked about this and then a bunch of other crap. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> all right. No one in chat. No, there's no news going on. We didn't miss anything. <laughs> there's like no bombings or anything that, that happened that we didn't notice. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. Should we should we end it? Jerry? I guess so. Yeah, this, it's been pretty long. This was our hundredth episode. It was. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was fun. Um, I don't. Where do we go from here? I guess we can't celebrate until we hit a. I just want to say I like that for celebrating. You wore a t-shirt. Yeah. And I wore a fancy hat with glitter well, and a glitter top. High, so I figured a t-shirt. Is different. Yeah. Victoria attire. I didn't have. I. You know. You wanted me to wear like a Hawaiian shirt or something. I. I don't have any loud. <laughs> I'm not a fun. I guess I only have t-shirts. So uh, there you go. I, I know. Carrie's dog is hideous. Ah. <laughs> 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 thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, thank thanks. you, Diane. Yeah, she left the room because she had Aww. a sorry. Uh, but I will tell her you said thank you. So uh all right. Well thanks everyone. And I, I guess we will return tomorrow with the normal style Kofefi. And uh yeah. I don't even we don't even know who we're having on deprogrammed this week. So I guess we have to talk about that after the show. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So. And if you guys like the video, please share, subscribe, and all those oh, things yeah, you're supposed to do. Uh yeah that subscribe on youtube all righty let's see if we can stop the stream <laughs> we're gonna have tech problems on the way out too i know bye everyone <laughs>